Hi, everyone. You're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is Natalie Ebel, the founder of Backdrop. She ships you a 12 by 12 adhesive sample to put on your wall. So guess what? You don't have to go through what I go through, which is painting 20 million samples on the wall just to figure out the color you like. I mean, why hasn't anyone thought of this already? Anyways, we have a great talk about entrepreneurship, what it takes to start a company, how to stand out in the market. So take a listen. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. So tell our listeners what Backdrop is. So Backdrop is a paint company. I like to say that it's the new way to paint. It's a company that I started with my husband over a year ago, and it's been a wild ride. We created this because we wanted paint to be a design purchase and really a form of self-expression, and it changes often as you want it to. I want to call it revolutionized, but this 12 by 12 that you can stick on your wall versus like me with all my paint samples. Oh, yeah. What was that aha moment like for you? Oh, it all starts with my mom. Um, I grew up painting with my dad. I painted homes with him growing up. I painted my bedroom a handful of times before I moved out. And just growing up with paint was a very natural thing for us. A couple years ago during the holidays, my parents were remodeling their house and my mom had paint swatches up on the walls. So she has her three like yellow beige colors. They were up there for 90 days. Then she forgot what colors they were, what they were called, and had to start the process all over again. So when we were thinking through this, we're like, why Why can't these be moved around? Why can't they be adhesive? So that was kind of the impetus of us doing these large, huge samples. So you can move them around, see them in corners, see them as the light changes, because really you should be painting more than one wall when you test the color. And did you have a background in this at all? I, I grew up painting, so I think yes. Um, I don't know if anyone is really prepared to start a paint company, but I studied art in undergrad and have always felt comfortable with color. Um, And it was really just growing up painting with my dad that kind of started this. I've painted every apartment I've lived in. And I don't know if you've done this, but my husband and I would go back and forth to the hardware store multiple times. Yes. It was hard. I was like, it was the equivalent of going to an Ikea trip, which was really always stressing on our relationship. Yes. Um, so that's kind of how we came about this. Like I grew up with paint and it always was a part of my upbringing. So what were you doing before you launched this company? What were both of you doing? Um, previously, I was CMO at a nonprofit called Pencils of Promise. It's oh, yeah. an education nonprofit um, doing all brand and marketing. And before that, I was in book publishing. So I've always been passionate about brands and storytelling and how you bring those things to life. So My, this is really a pivot. Oh, it's a real pivot. It is like a, not even a pivot. It is like a sharp, it's like one of those sharp turns where you feel like you're going not just 90, but like. Right. It's yeah. like nonprofit exec to paint founder <laughs> to mom all in the same time too. My husband and I started this after I got pregnant and it kind of came about because um, we painted every room we lived in or every apartment we lived in in New York. And then we went to go paint our daughter's nursery. I wanted it to be a pure bright white. At the same time, I ordered this vintage rug from Morocco off of Etsy. It got there faster than the painting process took. And, you know, I wanted a pure bright white. I went next door to the hardware store. What's your pure bright white? Here are 300 whites, sweetie. No, I just want a pure bright white. They give me 30. And I just couldn't believe that, like, why is there all this decision paralysis around color? Um, so we approach it as if you strip this away and really approach it as consumers, what should this industry look like? And also, how do you make paint a design purchase? And so from the idea that you guys should launch us to launching us, uh, did you bootstrap it? Did you raise money? How did you do that? Oh, we very much bootstrapped this in the beginning. I think that was really the scariest part, doing this with your partner and spouse. I mean, Caleb and I have been married 10 years, um, didn't have a ton of savings. Uh, and How much did you start it with? 
enough to just start. <laughs> I think that like what was crazy is I think that when it came real for me is the day that I had to quit my job at Pencils of Promise. Like I was a wreck. I was like, I have a one year old at home. Um, I, I don't know, Caleb, like, is this responsible? Is this irresponsible? But I had a lot of life events that happened that past year that kind of brought me to this. I think becoming a mother makes you realize how precious life is and that you shouldn't take chances or that you should take chances. I'm sorry. Um, but I also had some other things in my life happen that just kind of pushed me over the edge. I was like, why not? I don't want regrets. We have to have conviction. We should do this together. And any job can fire you at any point. So nothing's guaranteed. So when you quit at Pencils or resigned, um, you hadn't started. It was still an idea. It was an idea. We had been working on it on the side. I did take a couple consulting jobs while I was working on this. One was uh, with Rachel Blumenthal at Rockets of Awesome. I adore her. And she was a really great mentor, too, as I was starting this business because she's done it before and kind of guiding me. Yeah. How do you do this? What do I do? Who do I need to talk to? What do I need to know? So you started it with just enough to start it. Just enough to start it. And we had um, some angel investors. We had an amazing group of advisors from Everlane, Warby Parker, Glossier that had been through this before and brands that we really respected. So that was important to us. And I think when you're scrappy, it um, makes you make smarter decisions too. A hundred percent. It makes me nauseous when I see these people who are just launching, who feel like they need to raise a lot of money. Yeah. I almost feel like the advisors you have in your pocket are far more valuable than any money you might raise. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like experience and advice and mentorship is way more important than deep pockets. And um, this is actually funny. Before launch, we had a campaign shoot, which we did a very scrappy way. All the models were friends of mine or friends of friends. And I wanted to use people, not props, because I think people are much more interesting to talk about. I needed a couple more guy models. And my husband and I were talking. I was like, well, I don't know anyone. Actually, there's this there's this guy at this restaurant downtown that I think would be perfect. <laughs> and so my dad was in town and he uh, was babysitting for us. We went down to the restaurant. I approached the waiter. I was like, have you ever modeled? Actually, have you ever been a paint model? Because I think you'd be great. He's like, no, I haven't been a model, but I think I could do it. I was like, I think you can do it too. And so we couldn't actually afford to eat there for dinner tonight, but I did have a model in case my other guy canceled. Oh my God, so it's that's like, amazing. Was, and I was going up to people at coffee shops like, have you ever modeled? No, but I thought about it. Well, I think you should. Here's my, I hear, follow me on Instagram. I'm going to get back to you. So I think it really forces you to be creative when you have limited resources, which I feel like has been a big blessing for us. I always think it's a blessing, even though it's more painful. I'd love to just write the check sometimes, but even now we're really scrappy Yeah, and we just are far more creative with it. Yeah. I think just even hiring, like it was just the three of us, there are three co-founders. It's me, my husband and our third co-founder, Sarah. We were doing everything. I still run social media. I run it during my daughter's naps. Sometimes I'm hitting go and like I upload it and I realize that she hit my phone and there's typos like whatever, this is life. This is how it goes. My husband does customer service. Like I think it's really important to immerse yourself in the business and understand the pain points of every role before you go and hire those things too. Yeah, because then you know everything you need to look for when you're hiring. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And I think the brand too is so precious because it was something that didn't exist in paint. There was no branded product around paint. There was no feeling around paint. So the brand is so precious to me. So I think that's why I'm holding it really close. Um, it almost does feel like a second child. I literally had it them is. within like the same year. That always blows my mind. I said that to a woman I interviewed last week. I'm like, the fact that you had a baby and launched a company in the same year, like, oh, man. that's like the hero award. It's, I really, I think parents are my heroes. Mothers are my heroes. Mothers with more than one kid are my heroes. Like, hands down, being a parent is the hardest and most rewarding thing. Starting a business is hard too, but I think being a parent helps put it in perspective. A hundred percent. We, it was a crazy first year. We were, uh, 
really excited because the New York Times had reached out and they wanted to cover us for the style section. I was like, this is a dream. Super excited for it. That same week, my daughter actually went into the hospital. Um, She was a year and she had RSV and I'd never even heard of RSV. And she, it was awful. So we spent the night in the hospital for three nights, woke up, went and did the photo shoot with the New York Times, went straight back to the hospital. And I think that that was a really defining moment for me and my husband to say, like, what really matters is family. Mm-hmm. Like, our business is going to be amazing, but having a kid keeps it all in perspective. So I feel like it's been a, a grounding point for us, too. Because even when you work with your husband all day, tell me, like, we're together a lot. But when we get home, let's turn off our phones. Let's be parents. Let's be husband and wife. And let's separate that part. But it, it's been a wild ride with our daughter. And I feel so lucky. My dad, actually, he's from Kansas City. Um, and he basically moved in with us the first four months and helped us with everything, was sleeping on our couch on the Upper West Side. So I really have to attribute like anything that we've done to him um, because no one does this alone, right? No, no one does it alone. But I love it. It's so refreshing that it was your dad and not your mom that moved in. My dad's my best friend. And I think that um, a big part of why we started Backdrop, right? Like he was my go-to guy for paint. Hey, what brush do I use? What roller do I use? What do you think about the viscosity of this? And it was cool because we moved into their basement in the summer of 2018 because we'd quit our jobs. We didn't have any money. We needed free childcare and to really focus on the business. So I'm living in their basement in Olathe, Kansas, and it was cool to bring Backdrop to life with him. Wow. We tested the product together. I I ruined their walls. <laughs> I tried every sample sticker. I tried every test. Like, how long can we stick it up? What if you pour water on it? What if you do this? And it's really cool just to be able to do it with your family and have their support. My daughter's actually with my dad and mom right now in Kansas. So it's amazing that you have that support system. Yeah. I'm an only child. So I definitely take advantage of that as you should. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the company look like now? There's three of you. There's three of us. We've made a couple hires. We just made a big move from New York to LA. I think that that decision, it happened pretty fast, but we've been in New York about 10 years. And to be completely frank, like starting a business is really hard. Having a baby is really hard. And like my mental health was at a weird place too. I suffered from some postpartum depression and living in a small apartment on the Upper West Side with a kid, like it just didn't feel like we were living enough. So we were like, why are we in New York still? What what can we change? And let's change our environment because we're still doing the same work every day, but let's create an environment that's better for our daughter too. So we moved across um, the country to LA and we've made a couple hires. We actually just launched Painting Services in Kansas City, which is very exciting because we're the first ever paint brand that also will paint for you that with full-time staff. So it's not contracted out. These uh, painters are on staff. They're salaried. They're artists. They've been doing it for 10 plus years. They're like true craftsmen. So we're trying to create a whole experience in this category. Wow. Yeah. And so what does it feel like to go up against the, I don't know, the Benjamin Moores and the Sherman Williams? Like those are like like this, the old school brands that like you're penetrating and disrupting. I think it's exciting. I think that you have to have a lot of conviction when you do this with your husband and a child. And like, we think that we've tapped into something. And I think more importantly is just making pain accessible and making it a design purchase. It should change often. It should change frequently. It's the cheapest way to transform your space. And now with Backdrop, you can do that. So I think that it's just been an exciting ride. And like, it's an adventure, as you know. So you've mentioned a bunch of the sacrifices, like moving into your parents' basement, putting, you know, the the balance of your savings in just to launch the company. And I feel like 
people are, especially our listeners that are starting new companies, they don't realize the full totality of, of the sacrifices that occur to, to start their own companies. So what, what do you think other sacrifices you've made have been that have been good, uncomfortable, bad? Yeah, I think it's, um, you make a lot of personal sacrifices. I mean, one financially, like, yeah, I wanted to go shopping and yes, I wanted those new shoes, but I really don't need those. I mean, those are like the surface level things, but I think being like my mental health, it's hard. Starting a business is lonely, even when you do it with your spouse. I think my physical health too, because finding time to work out, you know, trying to find those other times, it's like, okay, wait, I can just walk up the stairs. It still gets my heart rate up. Like there are ways that I can kind of hack this. But I think that just the sacrifice of any like personal life and friendships. And I think that I've suffered some friendships because it's really hard for other people to understand what you're going through. And I don't have a ton of time. And when I do have extra time, I want to be with my daughter. Yeah. So that's hard. But I think also like I've realized who my true friends are and those people stick by you the whole time. Yep. I find that um, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, yeah, what has gone? It's sleep and friends. Those are the two things that for me. Sleep is one thing. Yeah. And sleep isn't because of work though. That's because of like bed sharing. Bed sharing babies, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. I like, I've realized that stress does really weird stuff to your body. And so I'm trying to get that under control. Like my eye will twitch for like a month and then like something else random happens. And I'm like texting my dermatologist, like it's stress. You need to just breathe and work out. So it's, it's a, a lot of sacrifice, but I think it's definitely worth it. And I think that you have to have that conviction when you go into anything, you should do it 110%. You can't do it halfway because halfway does not get you there especially when you're doing it with your partner. (laughs) (laughs) So are you able to truly turn off when you get home? Yes and no. I think it's really hard, especially like, um, as I said, Caleb does customer service. I do our social. So I'm trying to create boundaries around, you know, how do we create special space for our daughter? It is uh, easier now when we come home from the office. Let's turn off our phones. Let's eat dinner. We can go outside because we have a backyard in LA. And it's not 32 degrees. Not 32 degrees. It's magical. My, my daughter actually has like a paint station outside. Like oh, it's very fun with an easel. So there are a couple hours a day that are very important and we try to be intentional how we spend our time. But you know, it's really hard to turn off. Like my phone is my enemy, but also it's all attached to me all the time. I know. I don't know how to turn off. Do you have advice? Uh, no. Uh, although I did, I did just decide like there's extreme examples where I have to keep it on, but in, I used to check my mo- my phone in the morning, mm-hmm. like when I woke up and now I don't even look at it until I'm on the subway That's and I good. just force myself like nothing is going to change right? and it can wait. And then I'm on the subway and then I'm doing my emails, but that has really changed a lot because then I can just focus on the morning with like being fully present for my kids. That's it. Cause there's only so many hours in a day and so many hours that you get with your kids. So it's like, how do you find that time? Yeah. But I'm still, we're still figuring that out, how to fully turn off. Yeah. One of our advisors is actually my old boss uh, from Pencils of Promise, Adam Braun. And we had this conversation the other day. I called him, I'm like, I'm having problems with work-life balance. How do I do this? And he was like, Shabbat. He's like, you have to just turn off Yeah. Friday night to Saturday afternoon. And so we've, we've been trying that and it's it's working. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fires. I always say like, I think to myself, like, we're not, I'm not curing cancer. Right. Right. So like, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, I'll have, you know, a pissed off customer. Well, it's, you know, for, for an afternoon or a day, it's okay. Right. Yeah. It, it can all wait. And I think again, having a family puts it in perspective. Totally. So aside from launching now 
full, you know, people that will come and paint your house. Yeah. Is that the goal to scale that nationally? And do you have other plans in work? Yeah, I think we're, Kansas City is our first market. We're going to see how it goes. Did you pick that because that was your hometown? Yeah. And actually our head of painting services is there. Okay. Um, she's amazing. She's a woman. And I think that's very cool in this industry because it's very macho and male dominated. And she's been doing it for over a decade, had her own painting company. Wow. She's fantastic. But I think that's something that's also been challenging is just doing this as a woman with your husband in a very male-dominated industry. So do they just defer to your husband all the time? Always. And what do you do? Do you over-assert yourself? I'm very aggressive. It's like, I was talking, actually, you can talk to me about that. Um, even when we were early on trying to get some of our supply manufacturers, calling them I left this one, I think probably like five messages. The guy calls back my husband and says, can you have your wife stop calling me? I'll talk to you. Wow. It was nuts. I mean, I'm tenacious and relentless. If I want something, I will get it. But like with that conversation, it just kind of blew me back. And Caleb's like, we aren't obviously going to work with them. But they wouldn't even talk to me. That's crazy. Um, That's like so 1949. so 1949. But I feel like... I like a challenge. Yeah. And I, if I, you're going to challenge me, I'll challenge you back. You know what? I'm the type of person that almost wants someone to do that because then I get really aggressive. Oh, me too. And I, all my like <laughs> unpent whatever, I'll do that. It happened on the airplane recently. And I was like, okay, here she comes. She's coming out to play. And my husband's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because he knows like the beast is unleashed. It's kind of fun. Amazing. Have you ever found on the airplane with your kids that People around you are more forgiving forgiving with your husband with kids than oh, you. Oh, it's so cute. He took his turn with the kids. Yep. We anytime Colette cries, I just hand her over to my to Caleb and they're like, Oh, he's such a he's such a good an involved dad. dad. Yes. I was like, Of course he's involved. This is a fifty fifty partnership, both <laughs> yes. at work and at home. So um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So I like to ask my guests two things. Um, what would be something we'd be surprised to know about you? Oh. I usually share really embarrassing things, but um, you don't yeah. have to share anything embarrassing. No, I've done lots of like... embarrassing things. I, I mean, this isn't. I don't know how exciting this is, but I, th- I think that it's dance has always been a big part of my life. Um, I danced in New York when I lived here four weeks ago, and now I I dance in LA too. And I think it's really what kind of dance. I like hip hop and I do jazz. It's just a way to express yourself and like. Have time apart where you aren't thinking about anything else. You can't pick up your phone. You can't have a conversation. You're just in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if that's something interesting, I um, wait. I feel like I do have something interesting. I really miss New York one. I think that that I like for some reason when I lived in New York, that was like my background stuff. Yeah. And it, living in L.A., like I, I miss New York one. It was like my background TV. I miss New York. And it's only been four weeks. I was looking at geotags of. Times Square. Weird. What's wrong with me? (laughs) I told Caleb, I was like, I'm going to go back to Times Square and just stand there until I remember that I don't miss it here. But like it's. I avoid that place like the plague. I never went there. That's like was the start of all like my panic and anxiety. And now I miss these things about New York, but it's very nice to come back and visit. I don't know if that was super interesting. My New York one comment and I think the New York one comment is shocking. I love. I'll, I'll run with that. I love the weather. Like I check the weather every day always been me. Hey. I like the weather channel. Okay. Um, what about you? Surprising. Um, my ex, my ex best friend from years ago asked me to paint her place. Uh-huh. And I was like all in, she was my maid of honor. She had whatever done a lot for me. And when it came time, she wanted her ceiling painted. I was up there and it was like, she wanted a gold. 
Cold. Yeah. And I, I got about halfway in and I was like, I love you. I'm not going to do this shit. <gasps> That's, and I'm leaving. Yeah. Because my arms hurt. That's a lot. Ceilings are, ceilings are hard. Ceilings are tricky. You have to yeah. cover the furniture properly. Um, luckily, because I'm super short, we have great roller extenders that can extend as far as you want them to. Well, that's good because she didn't have that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, ceilings can be tricky. I wouldn't recommend starting with a ceiling. Start with a wall, an accent wall, a shape, something else. Yeah. If you ever need to go back to it, let me know. I'm definitely going to hire your people to do that okay. for me. <laughs> I can overdo it. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think that painting is super therapeutic. I find myself, I painted our New York apartment this summer, I think the one wall five times, different wow. colors. Wow. And I find myself painting when new cycles are more stressful because it's a very therapeutic yeah. process. Yeah, I color with my kids. Right? Yeah. It is. And my daughter, my daughter will pick up her paintbrush now. We dip it in water. She pretend paints. Um, but it is. It's like art therapy on your wall. And I want it to be that. It should be, like I say, it's not just paint. It's your backdrop. Totally. Um, it should be a That's reflection of you. Yeah. And you know what? I came up with that the night before launch. Wow. Because we were such a wreck. We were loading all of our products. I was like, I need something to go on the homepage. That works. Um, and it's funny how when you're under pressure, resource restraint, it's not like we hired anyone to do our copy. I wrote it all. Like that's when you come up with the good stuff. I know the aha moments that Oprah talks about. It really is. Yeah. And then I remember too, someone said, what's backdrop? And this was a day or two before launch. I was like, it's the new way to paint. That's our tagline. It's the new way to paint. Why not? You know? So what would one piece of advice you'd have for our listeners, either that you learned or Um, were told? I think a piece of advice for myself too and for our listeners is just balance. Like you have to find balance, work, life, how to balance stress, um, taking time for yourself, even if it's 30 minutes a day. Um, I'm a big fan of therapy. I have not found a therapist yet in LA, so I still call mine in New York. But something that I really discovered with her is like just finding joy in small parts of the day, whether it's 30 minutes to walk and go get a coffee and actually look around and enjoy things. But I think it's just slowing down. We're always rushed. We're always anxious. We're never bored because we're always filling our time with just random things, but just taking a beat. I think that that's something that I'm trying to work on and an advice I'd give to anyone, you know, take 20 minutes a day for yourself, whatever it is, taking a deep breath, reading a book, um, getting a coffee. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Natalie Ebel. To find out more about Backdrop, you can follow at Backdrop and it's the new way to paint. Thank you so much for listening. As always, don't forget to rate me wherever you listen to a podcast. Leave a review. I do read them all. 